welcome to the first ever Omnipresent Sports Podcast presented by the Sullivan County Democrat. Uh, we will be appearing much more frequently on the podcast airwaves once there are actually more high school sports happening regularly, college sports. Still a lot of uh, pause going on right now because of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. But uh, this is our first podcast and introducing my guest and who will be helping me with this sports podcast. He had a large say in the title of this podcast. That's just a, <laughs> a part of a former English teacher out of uh, Livingston Manor and New York City before that. Uh, but we we're joined by Richard Ross, uh, the sports photographer and reporter from the Sullivan County Democrat, who has a number of awards. You see him out at games, and uh, we're happy to have him on his... Uh, is this your first ever podcast? Yes, it is, Joe. All right. My first ever. So Richard's going to start us off with an update um, for all of you who are wondering what's going on with high school sports in Sullivan County. Well, high school sports in Sullivan County has pretty much been not happening. Um, last spring, just about one or two days into the practice for spring session, spring season, boom, pandemic hit. Section 9 canceled all of sports for the spring season. So all the seniors last year, this was supposed to be their last hurrah. They never got a chance to do that. And so, you know, I took it upon myself to find a, about 50 of them across the county and to do interviews with them and talk a little bit about their careers and, you know, what they were aspiring to do this fall and how they felt about, you know, the loss of their last season. Okay, then came the summer and everybody was hoping that by the fall things would be, you know, somewhat back to normal. They weren't. Um, first there was a postponement of the fall season and then it was canceled, really not canceled, but postponed until March. And that remains to be seen whether or not it will happen then. Okay. So we're in right now, we're in the winter. Um, the winter season should have started sometime in December. Unfortunately, uh, it didn't, it was postponed. Um, some of the, most of the schools got into voluntary practices. Um, which they were able to do with the right protocols for the COVID uh, pandemic. But now, as of tomorrow, January 19th, the low to moderate sports, risk sports are going to start up their practicing. Okay, that, that's really just indoor track and skiing. Unfortunately, basketball, cheerleading, and wrestling are, are considered high-risk sports. The governor has not signed off on those, nor, the, nor has the Department of Health. So indoor track and skiing will begin practicing tomorrow. Um, it's important to know that they have to have at least six, they have to have six practices in before they can compete. Um, it remains to be seen how this is going to work. I mean, indoor track has a, a, a particular problem in that there are no indoor venues to be run in. West Point has said no. Sullivan County Community College is not available. So the indoor track uh, is going to be basically outdoor track. There are several meets slated uh, on the schedule. Um, on the 30th of January, there'll be one at Monticello. The following week, there'll be one at Sullivan West. Um, but again, everything is, is contingent on weather um, and in terms of what events, and et cetera. None of the meets are going to be scored. 
Um, you know, it's basically just a, ca- a chance for the kids to get out and compete. Um, the Section 9 meet is scheduled to be held on February 6th at the New York Armory. And even that's up in the air right now because the Armory currently is being used for vaccinations. So I don't, you know, it remains to be seen whether or not that's going to happen. As far as skiing is concerned, we can expect that skiing will be taking place at Holiday Mountain. Weather and snow conditions being permitted. Um, and again, that uh, that has some, it has its some issues. Um, will the kids be able to use the lodge? Will we be able to put two kids on the chairlift? Um, maybe it ha- they'd have to be from the same school, et cetera. So it remains to be seen. But at least there is the uh, anticipation of some startup of sports for the first time since last spring. Um, come March, as I said before, it's supposed to be the start of the fall season. That is soccer, football, cross country. Um, it's a little confusing because across the state, some of the some of the districts did fall sports already. Not football, but soccer and cross country were run in some of the in some of the sections. But here in Section Nine, it should it should be all things considered, it may or may not happen. Basically, most people are thinking spring sports is the best possible uh, occurrence. It'll be outside. It'll be a few months down the line. And hopefully, you know, with all the vaccination, et cetera, that, you know, maybe the pandemic will have slowed down. So that's the story right now. I mean, we are day by day. We've been day by day. Um, We don't know. We never know exactly what's going to happen. Um, but we're hoping, and uh, of course, all the kids and the coaches and the communities are hoping too. One other thing I might add is that with all of these sports, there will be no parts, there will be no spectators. Okay, um, that's that's part of the protocol from the state, from New York State Public High School. So, you know, basketball is the biggest loss. It's the king of sports in the, in the winter, and you know a lot of a lot of schools really look forward to boys and girls basketball right now. Doesn't look like it's going to happen, so that's where we're at. Yeah, and um, thank you for that update. And on the college level, things are, are very similar. When I say the college level, I mean at least as far as Sullivan County goes, with uh, SUNY Sullivan and Lock Sheldrake, uh, they are a member of the. National Junior College Athletic Association, and they haven't played any sports yet in the 2020-21 as far as this season. Uh, no fall sports, no winter sports. Um, but uh, Chris Pugh, the athletic director at SUNY Sullivan and the Dean of Student Development Services, gave an update on their website a few days ago. It said that uh, SUNY community colleges that are members of the NJCAA have uh, continued to assess and plan for what they hope to be a return to sports this spring. Uh, That would be your traditional sports, the men's track and field and women's track and field, men's and women's golf, uh, men's and uh, baseball. So as far as Sullivan goes, and uh, also I believe certain fall sports are also eligible in the NJCAA to take place this spring. But uh, campuses have sort of three options, uh, DePue had outlined, and one of them is to just decide we're going to cancel spring sports altogether, not even bother with it. The second is a return to play practice, which would be those institutions would um, allow kids to have workouts and, and you know, 
those types of thing, practices, but no actual games. And the third one would be a return to competition. But uh, each institution's plan, of course, is dependent on the local COVID data and being able to uh, safely resume operations and uh, be approved, of course, by the local Department of Health. I'll give you guys one quote. Uh, recently, Chris uh, DePewitt said, we realize that our stance is fluid and contingent upon standards and guidelines set by SUNY, New York State, and Sullivan County. All of our plans will continue to be developed and refined in accordance with SUNY Sullivan's COVID reopening plan, the NJCAA guidelines on return to competition, and our local health department recommendations. If it is safe and possible, we will provide an environment for our generals to once again return to competition. He said, of course, go general. So we appreciate Chris putting that update up on the college's website. Uh, their athletic site is sullivangenerals.com if you guys want to read the full statement and check for more updates with them. Uh, as far as sports, with the lack of which have been going on, we've really had to think outside the box because we know it's Sullivan County uh, residents great sports history here. People love it, um, especially our readers. And we've had to sort of think outside the box to keep a sports section relevant. Uh, Richard has gone to many places from boxing gyms to kickball tournaments during this time. Uh, he mentioned earlier about um, the 20 for 20 on 2020 uh, senior athletes that he did last spring. Uh, on Tuesdays, uh, I kind of brought back a uh, look back at sports. It's a kind of a playoff our highly uh, successful and enjoyed uh, down the decades column where we take a look back at different sporting events throughout the years on that day in history, which has been very popular with people. And Richard is sort of in the midst of a new series that we've started recently honoring a local legend. So Richard, if you want to talk about that and let people know what you've been working on. Well, I started, I started thinking about, uh, you know, coaches, First, uh, you know, coaches are basically, they're never really given that much of a spotlight or that much of credit. Um, you know, many, many coaches that I know, really heartfelt, devoted people, they give a tremendous amount of their time and their love and their attention to kids. So I started thinking about coaches, but then, you know, this year we lost, we lost a, a, a Fred Ahart. Uh, athletic director, coach at Roscoe, 50 years, uh, just an amazing person, a wonderful man, he touched so many lives. And uh, I started thinking, you know, it would be really interesting to look at the coaching tree that, that, that Fred really spawned, touched so many people who in turn, you know, were influenced by him and, you know, ended up being coaches themselves. So I'm in the midst of a series um, called the, the Fred A. Hart Coaching Tree. Um, this tomorrow will be the third, the third uh, segment of that. Um, so far, you know, I, I, I wrote about Chris Russo, who's Monticello boys basketball coach. He's also the, uh, you know, uh, a key officer in the Basketball Coaches Association of New York. Uh, then I, I turned to Jason Simo, who used to be the basketball coach at, at uh, Tri-Valley, and then he was basketball coach and athletic director at Liberty. Really, uh, both of those guys have you know, tr had a tremendous impact on, on so many kids in this county. Um, 
Tomorrow I'm going to be talking about uh, Dave Eggleton, who's the athletic director at Sullivan West. And, you know, he grew up in Roscoe and, you know, a long history with the Ahard family. And, you know, his father uh, coached along with Phil, with uh, with uh, Fred. Um, and I'll just kind of keep it under my hat as to who, who's coming up. But I will say that, you know, th- there is a long, long list of people. And at some point along the line, when the sports actually heats up in the county, um, you know, obviously I'm going to have to curtail this or, so, you know, certainly minimize it. But I won't I won't I won't stop until I've mentioned, at least mentioned all of the people, um, that, you know, that were influenced directly by Fred in, you know, in some capacity. So, you know, Becky Ahart, his wife and coach at Roscoe has been tremendous help in, you know, in this, in this regard. Um, and people have, have called and weighed in and, you know, Fred touched a lot of lives. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm privileged to be able to learn more about him and to write about him. Um, this is a kind of sidebar, um, you know, my own business of sports insights. Um, I have taken, I don't know how many thousands and thousands and thousands of photos. Um, so lately on Facebook, what I've been doing is just putting up galleries of, you know, flashbacks, you know, just moments of sports, just, you know, because the public is hungry for, you know, for the sports, the sports memorabilia and the sports memories. And, um, that's been very popular. So, you know, each day, uh, you know, go and pick, you know, maybe 10 or 15 photos from my archives and just put them up. Um, people are welcome to, you know, you know, take them and make them their own. I mean, they're, most of them are long are from times long past, uh, at least a year ago, but as far back as 2012, 2013, when I first started this particular uh, enterprise. So that's uh, that's where it's at right now. Um, like I said, keep keep going with the Fred A. R. Tree, and once we have some action and some sports, uh, you know, going on, certainly we'll be out there and we'll cover it. Sure. And just a reminder, as we sort of wrap up this first uh, episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Omnipresent uh, Sports Podcast. The, uh, you can always check out more Sullivan County Democrat podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn. I'm sure I left one out, but uh, we are on a lot of different platforms. You can follow the Democrat on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the paper, you can call 845-887-5200. And usually I would feel bad for putting Richard on the spot, but uh, if you've read any of his articles, you know that he is never one to not know about different types of quotes. So maybe we'll make this a tradition since we're kind of working this on the fly for our first episode. If uh, Richard, you want to pull out one of those inspirational sports quotes to leave everyone with before we close down the first episode. Um, No, I'll pass on that, Joe. I just, you know, you're hitting me like kind of blindside here. So, I mean, I've got a million of them, but I'll save them for my stories. That's where they belong. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Richard. And thank you all for listening. And uh, we look forward to uh, bringing more of these to you in the future.